Hello everyone, Joyce here. So, um, one day, right, my friend, a close friend of mine, really, really close friend of mine, she, she is not a Christian. So, I used to tell her everything that happens in our life and all that. And then, one day, she came and she told, she told me she was really burdened for me. And then she came and told me, you know, Joyce, you're so close to God. And you are such a devoted, in inverted commas, Christian. But why are all these things happening to you? You know, maybe you need to go and do some more prayers. And at that time, I came back and I felt so miserable. Really miserable. And I was thinking to myself, seriously, God, I mean, just even my friend recognizes that I am, I have been a faithful, uh, yeah, a faithful follower of you. I'm a, I'm, I read my scripture every day and I go to church and I have my quiet time and I do I say my prayers and just look at my life. And then it dawned on me. Yeah, it really dawned on me that my life was not radiating the joy of the Lord. It was not radiating the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And that is why I, my friend could see that I was down, really, that, that there was this heavy burden on me. And I've, you know, I've heard many times people in church tell me the same thing. Um, yeah, I, I do so much and then look at my life. The closer I come to God, the more problems I have. So today's theme would be contradictions. The Christian life of contradictions. So let's start off with Daniel, shall we? So in, in Daniel, right, it's so beautiful, this image. So there is, it starts off with this, as I looked, and as I looked, he's talking about his vision. Thrones were placed, and one that was ancient of days took his seat. Now, ancient of days, you think like, or oh, ancient of days, old, 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 okay? His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. Now, when I think of that image, ancient of days, I think of it this old figure, you know, white, and then hair somewhere even, even whiter. And I'm thinking to myself, must be an old person sitting up there. And now comes a contrast. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came forth before him. Now, if you look at the language here in literature, right, there's so much of alliteration here, which really draws our attention into these few verses, which suddenly gives a sudden shift to the nature of this person. Earlier it was white as wool, uh, oh, ancient of days. Suddenly the image changes of this, 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 this persona. It's suddenly, it's like... Throne was fiery flames, the alliteration, fiery flames. And then you see that image of the fire appearing. Now, fire, when you look at fire, it's not just maybe if you've seen fire, raging fire, right? It's like, it's like, oh, you, you cannot overcome it if, it's, if it goes big. So now here is a sense of bigness, like fiery flames, wheels were burning fire. Can you imagine huge wheels just burning as it turns around just fire spewing out just the, the all the embers just spewing out of this and then not enough 
His throne, his throne was burning a fire. Wheels were spewing out fiery flames. And then a stream of fire issued and came forth from before him. It's such a oh, awesome sight. And, and in contrast, the person sitting on this huge, it's like everything around this persona is fire. And yet, the person sitting on this throne, the hair of his head like pure wool. Now the pure wool, there's this sense of this uh, assonance, you know, the pure, the, the wild sounds, pure wool. It sounds so... It sounds so soft. In the midst of this fire, there's a softness. That's the nature of God. That He is big, He's vast, He's this, He's this mm, big, huge, massive, unconquerable figure. Cannot be subdued by fire. And yet there is that will, the nature of God, softness. And then it, it goes on, you know, in this language which is so so big and, and and thousands, thousands served him. I don't know, that repetition of this thousands is like thousands, thousands is like a big huge number, a multitude. And ten thousand times ten thousand. You see the thousand repetition of that the Daniel is trying to give the sense that that, that around this throne so many people, a vast multitude, which we cannot count. And what did they do? Stood before him, the God sat in judgment, and the books were opened. I looked then. Okay, so that 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 is the following verse. But the, just to give you the sense that this is the father who is so powerful, and yet he's a father, the prodigal father. Jesus presents, who's just standing there waiting for the sun to come back and who wraps his arms around him. And if we move on to the transfiguration, today is a feast of transfiguration. Uh, if we move on to the transfiguration in God, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 1 to 9, uh, what do we see in this transfiguration? Again, this contrast. I don't know how they pick these passages, but yeah, what you see is a contrast. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother. Now these were the trio who also appeared at his crucifixion, yeah? And led them up a high mountain apart. So this high mountain is something that, that a retreat, it calls me to my retreat place, which is closed now. But yeah, we all need to go back, go to this high place to this separate place where we can meet God. Everyone needs to do this. All of us need to do this where we go alone. Just our time with God. Separate, apart. Jesus is taking his three apostles. He's also inviting us to make this retreat when it is possible, to go up the high mountain, to go to a quiet place. And he was transfigured before them. It continues. And his face shone like sun and his garments became as white white as light and behold there appeared to him Moses and Elijah talking with him and then you look at now strangely look at the apostles right they saw Jesus they saw Moses they saw Elijah 
And then they, they enter into the conversation. And Peter said, Lord, if it is well that we are here, if you wish, I will make three booths here, one for you. And here they're talking like all the heavenly things, so cute. And Peter comes and just puts in and says, can I make three tents for us, for you? And then we, because it's so beautiful, he wanted to just stay there permanently. And you and I would too. We don't want to leave that mountain place because that's a place of where we can connect with, with, God, with the Godhead. And he was still speaking. And he, Peter continues, was so chatty. So he was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud. So suddenly this language is like, ooh, big, big language. Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed. This is the Shekinah glory. The, 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 the cloud is also known as where, where God meets, where God is met and God is heard. Most of the prophets in the olden days too, there would appear a cloud. And then and it overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And then look at the change suddenly. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and they were filled with awe. So, like when the father appears, suddenly they... they it's not, no, Jack, Pete, suddenly Peter's lost his voice. He suddenly is falling in awe. He's, he's, because that's the sense of God, just like Moses, right? When he sees, and then he turns his face around. We cannot see God, because God is like big. His, 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 the sense of God is so, oh, so, so the that's, that's what you can say, you know, the Shekinah glory. They cannot, they, can, they just put their head down. And then, then what happens? But Jesus came and touched them. So beautiful. So suddenly it's like the presence of Jesus. Very reassuring, touching them. And this touch of Jesus, what does it do? It overcomes the fear. It's also a sense of when someone's touching you, okay, now go out. This is a touch of service. He's, he's, uh, th this is, you'll be your future service. And what is this? He says, rise and have no fear. And when they were lift, and when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus. Only. Because they could not see. Because no one can stand in the presence of God and see God. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Again, a contradiction. We are mandated to spread the news. Do not tell yet. So even when we speak about Jesus, you have to know the correct timing, when to speak. So that mandate is given, but always listen to what God is telling me. Okay, and uh, this sense of fear, I'm, I'm delighted to be in the presence of God. And yet there's this presence, sense of awe. So today, I'd like us to think about these contradictions. And these contradictions is, is very part of our Christian life. Love your enemy. You'll be suffering. And yet you must remember what I was saying earlier. There's going to be so much of, yes, so, so much of, in, 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 we are in the world, yet not, yes, we cannot follow the worldly ways. Persecuted. But we are not abandoned. It's just like Paul being dragged into the streets. And yet the fruit of the Spirit is there. And yet in the next minute he's in the prison. He's singing praises to God. Are we doing that? Or am, are we going around just like what I did now? 
so much of uh, in the midst of all the crosses the whole world knows about it so let's not be like that let's just in the midst of our crosses rejoice in our sufferings today that's the call huh, and we shall overcome in jesus name amen Thank you.